the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. True North, on AM 1460 and FM 101.1, The Answer. Saturday mornings at 8 or via podcast anytime. Now, let's get into it with your host, Dirk Hobbs. All right, good Saturday morning, everyone. Welcome to True North. I am your host, Dirk Hobbs. It is Saturday, September 23rd, 2023. It is officially fall in Southern Colorado. It is a first day of fall, and man, what a magical morning out there. So glad you're listening. Appreciate you being here. Uh, We have a very special guest in the studio this morning. Uh, Not unlike every other morning on Saturday when we talk to you, we appreciate you dialing in, uh, taking us on your walk, on your morning hike, whatever it is you're doing out there in Southern Colorado. We just appreciate you so much. So thanks for listening in. I want a quick shout out to Ramos Law, who helps uh, underwrite our program here. And uh, they do a phenomenal job of helping us find the most interesting people in the region to talk to people that are really moving the needle forward here for us in Southern Colorado and Colorado Springs. So again, glad you're here with us. Uh, It is a big football day. If you are like me this afternoon, you will be parked on a very comfortable surface uh, in front of a very large screen uh, with some of your favorite uh, toddies and food. And uh, for me, uh, I'm an Ole Miss graduate, so I, I don't think I've shouted that out on air yet. But uh, we're in Tuscaloosa today at 1.30 on CBS. And, uh, you know, we're 3-0. and uh, Great start. Uh, we haven't had too many challenges in the early rounds here uh, for Ole Miss. But Alabama, 2-1, and they bumped into Texas earlier this season. And uh, that put uh, a number over in the right side of the win-loss column there. And uh, but we're going into the jaws of Tuscaloosa here at one thirty, and I'll tell you, Lane Kiffin is a great coach. Uh, but there's something about Tuscaloosa that just makes everybody nervous, and uh, it's a huge stadium. If you've ever been there, uh, it is a pure football experience like none other. And uh, but we're rooting for the number fifteen Ole Miss Rebels versus the number thirteen Alabama Crimson Tide. Of course, our Air Force Falcons are off to a great start as well. They are three and zero. Coach Calhoun and company are out in San Jose today. They're playing the one and three San Jose State, and uh, you'll see that on FS1 later this evening at eight thirty. So dial in, Air Force Falcon fans. Make sure you keep up with our boys. They are doing a tremendous job. Uh, of course, we're getting a renovation out there at the stadium. That's exciting. And, uh, you know, if you've never gone to an Air Force game, get out there, folks. I mean, we've got an NCAA Division One football program in Colorado Springs. That is pretty darn cool, if you ask me. And you get the full football experience. You get the pomp and circumstance of the Air Force. And then, of course, you get that NCAA vibe. So really cool stuff happening there. 
Uh, and then uh, our, one of the in, more interesting news stories in college football right now is Deion Sanders leading the Colorado Buffaloes. They are 3-0 and for the first time in, a, well, about a century. And uh, they are out in Eugene, Oregon today. Uh, they're also kicking off at one thirty on ABC. Uh, but if you're a true fan, you'll watch uh, Ole Miss Alabama on CBS at one thirty. Uh, just saying. And uh, they are also 3-0 and with Eugene, uh, the guys at Oregon, being 3-0. and So uh, somebody's going home with a loss today in Eugene, and let's hope it's the Oregon Ducks because uh – you know, I got, I got to say, I'm not a huge Colorado fan. I, you know, I don't have a, that connection. I grew up in the Southeast, uh, but I got to say, it's pretty darn exciting to watch Dion and company do what they are doing out there. So anyway, that's the college football report for today. I'm so excited. Uh, the, you know, the Rocky Mountain Vibes, we are a media sponsor out there. We're a partner with them and they, they had an outstanding season. They went to the playoffs also for a first time in a long time. And it was just a great experience to go out there at UC Health Park and enjoy a game. Uh, great summer of baseball. These guys really stepped up the second half of the season, absolutely exploded off the diamond, and really took uh, the second half away from everybody. Uh, but they got up against the, uh, I believe it was the Raptors up at their home field, and uh, the playoff season wrapped up up there. But great season. Congratulations, Rocky Mountain Vibes. And uh, appreciate all the uh, management team and the players who put on a good show for us. Uh, last but not least, uh, we had our Ambassadors for Hope Golf Tournament, our inaugural event with Colorado Springs Orthopedic Group, absolutely uh, out of flying horse. We had a great day. Uh, you know, usually these inaugural tournaments pick up 50, 60 golfers, and then you start to build momentum. Uh, 120 golfers came out, so almost a full field of golfers. We had amazing sponsors come out, and we raised about $30,000 for uh, the Reclaiming Hope. And these are the folks that are supporting folks coming out of human trafficking. Uh, absolutely great day, a brilliant Monday at Flying Horse. It was a perfect fall day. Uh, we had the sun, then we had a little cloud cover, we had amazing food, uh, gave out some prizes and trophies, uh, learned a little bit more about human trafficking. Everybody went home by 3 o'clock. It was an absolutely great day. So thank you, Colorado Springs Orthopedic Group, for stepping up, being our partner in that, and all of the great sponsors who came out, Phil Long Ford, Phil Long Hyundai, and a number of other great sponsors. So check out the uh, uh, website. It's ambassadorsforhopecos.com, and you can see who came out uh, next year. We're going to do it again, and uh, we're going to raise some more money and awareness around this great topic. So, well, let's get down to business. We've got uh, one of the spring's top executives sitting here across the board from me. And I'm sitting with Boyd Williams, who's the president and CEO of the YMCA of the Pikes Peak region. Uh, I'll tell you, this organization is an absolutely fabulous organization. They've got marquee properties throughout the community. And uh, Boyd, great to have you here, my friend. Hey, Dirk. Uh, good good to be here. And uh, I'm excited to get on that couch and, and watch some football after listening <laughs> to you here. But uh, hey, thanks so much for having me here. It's a pleasure. Uh, I'm glad you're here. And we're, we're going we're gonna to get to know you a little bit. And then we're going to talk about this great organization that you have uh, led for several years now and uh, to a new level of success. And I know you got some uh, great announcements coming up and, and people you want to acknowledge in the community. But uh, let's get to know Boyd Williams. Where are you from, man? Yeah, you know, I was born uh, Air Force Pratt in uh, Salt Lake City, Hill Air Force Base, um, but really grew up um, uh, from, you know, age two through, uh, you know, my high school years in Two Rivers, Wisconsin, okay. uh, right along Lake Michigan, about 35 minutes from um, the uh, – 
phenomenal Green Bay Packers, uh, <laughs> Green Bay, Wisconsin. So, are you a cheesehead? Diehard Packer fan, named after Boyd Dollar, oh, okay. uh, who went to University of Colorado of all places. No kidding. Um, but uh, yeah, he spent most of my formative years in in uh, Northeast Wisconsin. Okay, parents still with us? No, my dad unfortunately passed away when I was sixteen. He okay. was twenty three years Air Force. Um, mother is 88. I just surprised her a couple weeks ago um, with my oldest son um, at her birthday. And um, I got two sisters that live up in Wisconsin, a bunch of nieces and nephews across the country, and three beautiful kids, uh, two of them here and one now living in San Diego. Right on. So where'd you go to school? I am a owl from Kennesaw, the KSU, Kennesaw State University. <laughs> um, we were the fighting owls back then, but okay. uh, just north of Atlanta. Okay, yeah. Atlanta. Yeah. So, you, you, I mean, you picked up on some Georgia fandom there. A little bit, yeah, a little <laughs> bit. But uh, I'm a diehard Wisconsin Badger fan. Are I, you really? I put two, uh, two boys through the University of Colorado. They both graduated from the Leeds Business School. So I spent a lot of money at Colorado. Uh, I probably should <laughs> cheer on Dion, and I'm excited to see what he's doing up there for for Boulder, for the state of Colorado, and the university. It's pretty exciting. Absolutely. All right, so from Kennesaw, how did you make your way to Colorado? You know, I, I've been in Hawaii. This is my uh, going on my 30th year, and um, I moved uh, back to the Midwest uh, after graduating college and uh, spent uh, most of my career in the Midwest, uh, in Wisconsin, in multiple cities, um, and then down in St. Louis, and then um, the opportunity came out here as the chief operating officer in 2011, and um, we flew out, took a look at it. We left the tarmac that uh, we de-iced three times uh, in a blizzard in Milwaukee and <laughs> flew out here and landed. It was sunny and 72 degrees okay. in December of 2010, and I'm like, yeah, this is my place. And then I just got to know the people and and the rich history of this organization, and I felt this was the uh, the place for me. So you came out here for a job. I did. I came out here as a chief operating officer. And then three years later, our CEO left to go to Nashville. Uh And, um, you know, the board took me through a process. And I'm going on my 10th year as being the uh, president and CEO of the the YMCA here. Appreciate you. Uh, Well, how's the ride been? I mean, as as CEO, you've you know, so you picked up what 2014, 2014. Okay, yeah. so you saw. You, well, actually, you guys have been on a great run for a long time. We'll get into this in the second quarter, but understanding kind of the history of of the YMCA, you know, very popular in the 60s and 70s. Of course, the village people did their thing and called a lot of called a lot of attention to the organization. But I, I'd like to give the readers, you know, or the listeners. Because we're going to do a feature on you. You're on our next cover of North Magazine. Yeah, thank you. I'm excited. So, cover boy. Uh, but you you tell a little bit of this story there. But for our listeners, um, let, let's understand the YMCA. Where did it start and how did it get here in the United States? Yeah, in 1844, George Williams, uh, you know, saw things uh, happening that he didn't like. You know, uh, Industrial Revolution, um, young men making poor decisions. Okay. So he started um, uh, really uh, 12 Protestants, um, uh, started a reading club. And uh, came up with a name. They were young. They were men. They were Christian. So they called themselves the YMCA. Right on. And uh, it spread like wildfire. Um, came over across the Atlantic to the United States. Uh, the first YMCA um, was founded in Boston, Massachusetts in 1851. Yep. And then continued to, to spread uh, uh, to the West. Uh, we were founded in 1878. And so uh, we are uh, 145 years strong. And we have survived, you know, world wars and uh, pandemics, uh, which we just came through one, obviously, mm-hmm. um, but it's been around a long time and uh, really remain relevant uh, um, throughout that, that 145 year period here in the Springs. So 1878 here in Colorado Springs. Yeah. Two years uh, younger than um, than the state of Colorado that was founded in 1876. No so. kidding. So they, they planted their flag early. Was Colorado Springs one of the first chapters or? I know, but know? we were the largest YMCA um, in the turn of the century, 1900, west of the Mississippi uh, 1901, Teddy Roosevelt 
came out, laid the first foundational brick at our downtown Y and uh, gave a speech downtown Colorado Springs um, with the, uh, you know, really the impetus was the um, understanding and the importance of nonprofits and how they lessen the burden of government. Okay. And, uh, you know, we still hold true to that today. So pretty amazing. It's Teddy pretty, Roosevelt was pretty, here. Yeah. On his way to go hunt up, up in the mountains, probably. So <laughs> but pretty, pretty cool history. Boyd Williams, president and CEO of the YMCA, the Pikes Peak chapter. We're hanging out. We're getting to know what the YMCA, well, where its origins were, were and uh, how it's evolved over the last century and into the new century here. Hang out with us. Uh, we'll do a little history lesson. Then we're going to talk about uh, what this organization is doing for us now. Uh, it's keeping us in wellness. And there's a heavy, heavy, strong message around uh, keeping ourselves out of the healthcare system by way of the YMCA. We're back in a minute. I got a nightmare phone call that no parent wants to receive. Someone hit me going 60 miles an hour. Dr. Ramos uh, came highly recommended. When I showed him the x-rays, he immediately knew exactly what was wrong. We've had a tremendous experience with Ramos Law. Really, I could not be happier. Having the car accident was an accident. Finding Ramos Law was no accident. Injured in a car accident? Ramos Law can help. RamosLaw.com. We're back with uh, True North. I'm here hanging out with Boyd Williams, president and CEO of the YMCA, the Pikes Peak region. And uh, we are headlong into a great day of college football, everybody. Hope you're loving this afternoon. Open those doors and windows. Let the breeze come through your house and enjoy a nice cold one uh, with some of your uh, favorite uh, chicken wings, uh, pretzel rolls. I mean, you know, it's time to put on some tonnage. Uh, to beef up for the nice, cool season ahead of us here. Golf season's almost over. And, uh, Boyd, uh, how many golf rounds do you get in this year? Uh, not as many as I'd like. You know, a lot of tournaments, but, uh, you know, it's busy. But uh, I love the game of golf, and I was at your tournament. Yep. A great day at Flying Horse. You guys did a phenomenal job, hey, so congratulations. I hey, appreciate that. Inaugural year, not bad. Still learning, you know, we bought, you know we're going we're gonna to refine that program to be uh, kind of up there in the echelon with that big YMCA tournament. I know you guys do. That is probably the most desired tournament in the region. Yeah, you know what? We had a two-day tournament, uh, yeah. nearly 250 golfers. We played the, uh, the, the main course and the north course this year on two different days. And, uh, you know, it helps us uh, do what we do with our military programming. Uh, we do a lot with uh, men and women in uniform and, 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 and most importantly, their families, yeah. oftentimes left behind. So the money we raise from our golf tournament called the Stars and Stripes yeah. um, that's been going on for you know close to 20 years um, allows us to provide those opportunities for men and women in uniform. Appreciate America's that, best so much. And 250 golf, that is a lot of golfing. And so you did it at North and Flying Horse? Yeah, yeah, we do okay. it uh, every year at Flying Horse. We moved it around a little bit, but we really zoned in on Flying Horse the last several years. And yeah. and they really, um, they, they help us host a great tournament. How do so. you like that North course? Oh, it's phenomenal. It, it eats pretty, you alive, but it's great. It eats you alive. Yeah. <laughs> Humbles you, doesn't it? One of my executives actually had a hole-in-one on, on the 14th par 4, 340. And, um, you know, an albatross, hole-in-one, par 4. He's our Briargate executive, Chris Sanders, and uh, I still hear about it every day, you know, bragging about it. But Oh, you're going to you know, hear about that for a year. Yeah, yeah. He's got a big <laughs> plaque, and, uh, you know, the uh, Flying Horse made up this really nice um, commemorative um, uh, plaque on his, for his wall and has a flag and a picture of him oh, and really great. pretty special. But yep. uh, that really helped round off that, that two-day tournament. It was yep. pretty awesome, yeah, pretty special event. And he had an audience. He did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I hear about it daily. An ace on the 14th. Yeah. 
par four at Flying Horse North. Well, that's pretty impressive. Hey, man, we were talking about, uh, you know, Teddy Roosevelt coming out here and laying the cornerstone at the YMCA downtown. I didn't know that little piece of history. Yeah. Uh, but from there on, the YMCA just continued to grow in this region. Yeah, you know, for many years, we had one facility, and we've always had a staple facility um, at downtown. Mm-hmm. And uh, as as the community grow, uh, grew, um, especially in the 80s uh, and into the 90s, our footprint grew. And um, we expanded with Garden Ranch, which we unfortunately just sold to a church about a year ago um, when you needed to. Um, but then other facilities were built, Briargate, uh, Southeast, uh, or, uh, Tri-Lakes. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then 2019, we opened a beautiful facility, first in Maine, yeah. out on the east side. And then right. a new Fountain YMCA in 2021. And, um, you know, we're working hard every day. Um, steadfastly on getting a new downtown YMCA that we announced um, right before COVID with a developer out of Chicago. And unfortunately, um, COVID, the cost of materials uh, going up about 40% and the cost of money um, has really uh, threw a wrench into that program. But uh, we got a good plan going forward, and uh, we are going to have a new downtown YMCA um, uh, with partners uh, at some point here in the not-too-distant future. That's absolutely terrific, Boyd. Well, I know you're leading this organization well. And so when you took the helm at 2014, where was the why in your mind? Yeah, you know, um, we, we, um, you know we're stable, but we, we incurred a little bit of debt uh, okay. from, uh, you know, just previous years before I got here. Um, and from 2014 to 2019, we doubled our, our operating budget. Um, and you know, what does that say? It, it, you know, to me, it's not about the numbers, but it's about the people that that represents. That means that we were serving more people, more families, more seniors. Mm-hmm. Uh, we developed a great relationship with the city, of Colorado Springs. Now we're operating our senior center, um, all their outdoor pools, um, uh, Cottonwood Creek. Um, we have uh, another business line, which has our HOAs, such as Banning Lewis Ranch and Cordera, the yeah. farm, um, Chapel Heights. And, uh, but our main operations doubled, um, which meant that we're, you know, we're meeting the needs, the ever-changing needs of the community. And, uh, you know, I think that's why we've been around 145 years. Um, we, we need to make sure that we stay relevant for today's societal needs. And, um, you know, we're not just a swimming gym. You know, we, we have treadmills, we have swimming pools. I think most people think of the why as just that, but we do so much more. And uh, every time I give a tour, whether it was former Senator Cory Gardner or Mayor Southers, give him a tour and sit down and talk to him about really what we do. And uh, to a person, they always say the same thing. I had no idea. Yeah. And it's amazing. And if we could just get every person in the region to just come and get a tour and let me just explain to them how the magic really happens at the facilities and how our staff can make a difference in the lives of young people and, and families and seniors, um, people would see us in a much different light than just the swimming gym. Absolutely. Now, you know, the Y's gone through some interesting kind of reputational elements. You know, back in the 50s, 60s, and 70s, I mean, it was hugely popular. Uh, you know, we didn't have a lot of the stigmas in our culture that we have today about, you know, uh, first of all, any any naming conventions around Christianity, right? So that wasn't an issue back then. But then, you know, kind of in the 80s and 90s, the you know, it wasn't so cool to go to the Y anymore. What happened there, do you think? Yeah, I think we kind of lost our way. That was, uh, you know, before I began my career in yeah. 1994 with the YMCA. But, um, you know, I'm kind of a, a YMCA historian buff and and I, I love looking at, uh, you know, where the why came from, you know, here in the United States from 1851 to our present day. And, you know, we kind of lost our way. Um, we weren't uh, reinvested in our facilities. A lot of facilities were aging. You know, YMCA's in every large metropolitan area had hotels or, or um, you know, hostels. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, that uh, b- began to run its course, um, you know, from safety and just some other concerns that were, you know, as changes were happening in, in our inner city. So I think the why. Um, reputationally, um, you know, kind of fell 
fell on its face for a while. But sure. back there was a resurgence in the 90s to, to where we are today. And uh, right now, I think our YMCA here in the region, um, but also I serve on some national committees and, and a national board um, that's associated with the Y. And I think there's more relevancy than ever, you know, um, as as stated by the CDC. Yeah. You know, the CDC said that there's no other organization in the country that is mobilized to make a difference around community health than the YMCA. Um, you know, what the White a beautiful House, statement. Yeah, yeah, the White House, you know, work, you know, constantly at Congress and the White House, um, helping educate them on how the YMCA can make a difference, especially in a post-COVID world yeah. uh, where people need to be healthy and stay healthy. Yeah. And, um, yeah, there's a lot of other places where people can go work out, and they all, they all provide great services, but the YMCA is a little bit different. Yeah. We're local. The money stays here. We serve uh, the community, and we've never turned anybody away in 140, um, 145 years here in the Springs due to their inability to pay. So we offer financial assistance, and uh, we make it affordable for anybody that wants to come to us. Did I catch this right, that the YMCA is one of the largest child care organizations Yeah, in the back world? in the 80s when the baby boomers started having kids, yeah. the YMCA um, realized that nationally and overnight really became the largest child care provider. Uh, we are in the springs, the largest child care before and after school child care provider, mm-hmm. but nationally we are the largest child care provider in the country uh, to this day. And that's that's a huge win because that frees parents up. They know they're in a safe place. They know they're in a healthy environment. Um, I mean, is that a big part of your business plan? Yeah, or it is. How, you know, it we, we want to grow it. Uh, yeah. You know, there's a lot of a lot of school districts. I think there's 16 here, and it makes for a challenging environment because we got to go work with 16 different school districts, and yeah. and um, and there's a lot of elementary schools, but. Um, you know, frankly, I, you know, I'm a bit biased, obviously, but I think there's no better program than a YMCA uh, child care program uh, for before and after school. Yeah. And, and again, we make it affordable. So if a family can't really afford it, yeah. um, then we sit down and work with them. And we raise money annually to, be, to allow ourselves that opportunity to, to give back to the community. Absolutely. So how would you sit down or you and, and some of your staff sit down with some kids that are in their teens right now? Um, again, you know, they're on their cell phones all the time and they've got social pressures and everything else. I mean, how is the why position to really help them kind of rewire themselves and see fitness and an active lifestyle as a good thing? Yeah, well, you know, to this day, the YMC nationally is the largest provider for teen employment for teens uh, with their first time job. No kidding. So uh, whether it's lifeguards or, you know, maybe working in the wellness center, cleaning machines, but we're still the largest um, first time employer for, for young people. Uh, for us, you know, I think the way we differentiate ourselves, I mean, you can go, you know, today's market, you can go to Taco Bell and make $18 an hour or anywhere else and great. Um, but you can come to the YMCA and really learn about character development. Mm-hmm. You know, we try to instill that, that, you know, what kind of decisions are you making when people aren't watching? And, you know, we, we do it through our four key values of caring, honesty, respect, and responsibility. So we believe that, yes, you're going to get a good employment experience, you're going to get a competitive wage. Um, but you're also going to get an opportunity to really grow um, and and probably help you become a better professional and a better um, citizen and contributor yep. to society as an adult. Absolutely. Well, you know, I know they're highly distracted and, you know, but it's, it's cool again to go to the YMCA, get fit. I know the kids, are, a lot of the kids are out there just trying to buff up and do what they do. Uh, and the girls are coming as well because, you know, they're, they're athletes. Uh, we, they're full-blown athletes now, and the programs are ever-expanding in our region. Do you guys support the school systems in, in certain ways? We do. Uh, we, we, we have some relationships with some of the specific sports teams, um, and we have a couple specific programs um, that individuals can either um, – I find out that they're interested with their school or with their, you know, if their coach is listening uh, by, you know, going to our website or, or contacting any of the YMCAs. But 
um, we, we're staying really relevant as technology changes health and wellness. And yeah. um, we're uh, invested in some new equipment, some technology equipment that really speaks to just what you're saying uh, for those athletes that want to become better. They want to have that edge. We think that we're going to be able to provide that um, for athletes throughout this entire um, Pikes Peak region community. So certainly you are a swim and gym, but there's a lot more to it. You've got some coaching uh, capabilities over there. You've got mentoring capabilities as well as first job opportunities, yeah. it sounds like. Think about the why. I mean, the why created, um, you know, really pioneered fitness as we see it today. Okay. It, it really pioneered bodybuilding. It was called muscular Christianity, you know, 100 plus year, uh, years ago. I didn't know It that. invented the game of basketball. Okay. Think about that. Yeah, man. Volleyball, racquetball. Um, the first Father's Day was in 1910 in, in uh, Spokane, Washington. So I, whenever I go speak to groups, you know, Kiwanis, Rotary, or talk to schools, I always ask, who's involved in the why? And you get, you know... You know, who's been touched by the way? And you get maybe 50% of the hands. But then I ask, have you ever picked up a basketball? Yeah. Have you ever played volleyball? And then, you know, inevitably, are you a father? Guess what? The YMCA had an impact on your life. And most people don't know that, that how uh, the YMCA really changed society as we see it today. Boyd Williams, president and CEO of the YMCA. What's your jam song, man? You know what? There's only one. First thing that comes to mind, Word Up by Cameo. and FM 101.1. The answer. Back here with True North on your Saturday, September 23rd, a gorgeous first day of fall here in Southern Colorado. I'm excited. I'm hanging out with Boyd Williams, president and CEO of the YMCA. And if you listen to the first half of this uh, program, you're getting a little history lesson. And, you know, one of the things I, I never really put together, and probably most of your audience is, Boyd, is if you've touched a basketball or racquetball or a football, for that matter, and you play professional football, or a professional bodybuilder, you have a connection with the YMCA. Yeah, it's crazy when you think what the YMCA has done. Uh, you know, over the you know past 170 years since uh, 1844, but here in the country in 1851. But yeah, the YMCA uh, played in the very first professional football game in Latrobe, Pennsylvania, and uh, the, there was a YMCA team that got beat. I think they got shut out, and I want to say maybe it was 14-0. Um, but that is, is known as the first professional football game because the players got uh, paid Actually for that paid. game. Yeah. But, you know, we invented the game of volleyball. Look at some of the sports that, uh, you know, we see our you know high school and college athletes playing um, basketball, volleyball. You know, it all started at the YMCA. Yeah, it's too Pretty bad great. you weren't at the helm then because you would have wired a deal with the NBA and some I, of these I would have, man. We gave a <laughs> lot of money away, I'll tell yeah. you what. But uh, we're proud to, proud to put that uh, on our mantle that we, uh, we, we, we started that. Well, that is a big deal. So literally, volleyball started in the Y. Yep, 1895. No kidding. Yeah. I'll be darned. Basketball in 1891. Okay. Well, quick shout out to Chris Sanders, who aced a hole at the last golf tournament for the uh, Stars and Stripes. Is it Stars called? and Stripes. Yeah. yeah, I know you're cringing and you're looking at me funny right now. But uh, hey, that's pretty cool. What yeah. is COO? No, he's our executive director of the Briargate okay. YMCA, as well as our executive director of Healthy Living. So he oversees all of our health and wellness programs okay. for the association. He, uh, uh, 39-year-old and 340-yard, uh, you know, a naked uh, uh, dog leg left and uh, nailed it. Nailed it? Yeah. 
Just roll it. He in talks it. about it every day. Yeah, he's not going to let you live that down. You've not aced one. Neither Never. have I. Never. Uh, but we know people who have. So, uh, well, keep keep us moving through. You know, we were talking about your, you know, the evolution of the YMCA is kind of a very popular organization. Then just kind of like you said, had a reputational uh, glitch in there in the, in the 80s and early 90s. And then it started to pick back up momentum in the, in the mid-90s. You got attached to the YMCA in 94. What was What was you attracted you to the mission of that organization because you could have done anything Boyd. yeah there was a gentleman that um when i went back to my my hometown in wisconsin he was working for the ymca and really um opened my eyes to what the y was i thought it was what everybody else thinks it was mm-hmm. they had nautilus equipment right. um and right. it was it was nautilus you know yeah. people still refer to it as nautilus even though it could be you know uh, stairmaster or other brands that's right uh, but i thought it was just um you know, really a, a swimming gym. And he opened my eyes to really understanding what the Y truly is about. It's about community uh-huh. and that the Y does so much more than what maybe the naked eye sees. So I went back uh, to Kennesaw um, and changed my degree from exercise science to sports management to take a look at the more business side of it. And, um, and then from that point forward, I just, you know, I was so inspired by him and what the Y really does in a community when I, when I learned about it. Um, and I had an opportunity to kind of change my and pivot my direction and um, from that point forward, every paper, every speech I, I, I had uh, given was on the YMCA. And I, I uh, volunteered at a local Y on Saturday mornings to kind of build up that resume. And, and it, it, it was one heck of a job getting my first, my first YMCA position. Mm-hmm. Um, back then, you know, jobs weren't as, as you know, readily available as they are today. Correct. Um, but, um, you know, I, I got my first opportunity in 1994, and it's uh, – 30 years later, and I'm, I'm just getting started. And you're just getting started. Well, you're quite the historian as well. I mean, you're just kind of wired that way uh, to pick up the history and the details and appreciate where from that from where you've come. And uh, from, from where you were in 94 to where you are today, heck of a run, by the way. You're coming up on your 30th anniversary. Um, what are some of the greatest changes you've seen in your organization? You know, I think, um, you know, again, day to day, the relevancy of, of just um, maintaining um, our opportunity and ability to serve the community, but really around chronic disease management. Um, yep. You know, we all know people that are survivors of cancer um, that are dealing with parents or loved ones that maybe have Parkinson's or other, other chronic disease um, ailments. And so we have um, we have a, a, a director that works on our uh, EBHI programs, which are evidence-based um, you know, programs mm-hmm. around chronic disease management. And we partner with healthcare um, institutions like Centura, like Children's Hospital and others around the region. Nationally, you know, as I mentioned earlier, the CDC yeah. um, understands and they, they get some funding uh, to the national office who then turns around and, and funds grants to local wise that are doing good work around chronic disease management. I think that's the biggest one, especially, you know, it really um, elevated um, the the need for individuals to have those resources uh, during covid mm-hmm. um, we were shut down for 90 days uh, and we were not identified as essential business yeah. um, we were put in the same category as bars and restaurants and i had three calls <laughs> um, with our current governor um, and i was um, I, I don't get much phone time with him anymore because i i, I wasn't real happy <laughs> i just I, I i tried to try to really illustrate while yeah. um, he didn't think we were um we were essential business. We were. Yeah. And there were individuals that needed the YMCA. Well, they needed the the release, the physical release, but, but also just to get out. But Parkinson's. I mean, yeah. we have stories where individuals thought they'd never walk again. And wow. after taking and, and taking our classes, you know, they're walking. Their their life has enhanced a thousand percent. 
Um, and so I, I see the magic that happens. Um, and, and it's because of our great staff. Uh, our staff are so committed. I, I give all the applause and credit to our staff. They're truly amazing individuals. It's not about the brick and mortar. We got great facilities here. We're yeah, going to have a greater facility someday in our downtown community. Um, but, you know, 100 years from now, it's sand and it's brick and mortar. Uh, what really makes a difference is, is the people that are touching the lives every day that are so committed and so dedicated. I would put our entire staff team up against any Y in the country. Um, I just I see how how they love helping individuals. Yep. And, and they go above and beyond. And you really see it from first first entry, first touch. I mean, somebody's there at the counter. Hey, welcome to the Y. You know, what can I do for you? I love it. So our, our people care, you know. And, yep. and again, there's lots of choices. Yep. Um, you know, 20, 30 years ago, there weren't as many opportunities for people to go and find somewhere to go work out or, you know, get their get their fill and whatever, whatever it, is. it could be social or physical needs met. Um, there, people have opportunities and, and they have choices. Um, but I still put our YFCA against it. When you walk in, it's just different. You feel it. It's good. Because vibe. people care. They care about you. Yeah. And they care about what they're doing. And you were one of the first guys to hire a chief medical officer. Yeah. I hired her um, six years ago. And um, she was amazing. She really helped elevate um, um, our language mm-hmm. and our programming around chronic disease management and other health-related uh, um, pr- programs and, and mm-hmm. opportunities throughout our community. And I'm so proud. Um um, I really lifted up her across the country and exposed her, uh, and then she just did the rest. Um, I, yep. I just helped provide some opportunities, and now she's our national health officer for the entire YMCA movement, mm-hmm. which uh, is 2,500 facilities, 752 organizations across the country, and uh, she lives right here in, in uh, the Black Forest community. No kidding. But she serves the entire movement as our national yep. chief health officer. So where is headquarters for Y nationally? Yeah, you know, so we're, we're autonomous, um, okay. so they don't really have any – governing say over us but they um we pay them a small percentage of our our earned income so we get some resources out of them and uh, we get to keep our charter and our our y logo which you know um, 12 years ago was the third most recognized logo in the world only behind the olympics no no mcdonald's the golden arches and coca-cola and coca-cola and uh you know since then who knows maybe nike or under armor others maybe had stepped up but we're we're in good company um, but we have a national office in Chicago, okay. um, which is uh, YMCA the USA. Okay. Uh, but again, um, but but again, we are just governed locally. So I have a board of directors, and we are our own corporation, and have our own bylaws, and, and we we support this community mm-hmm. um, specifically. Well, you said something earlier about really up updating and and elevating your language around the understanding of chronic disease management because that's a big deal. Uh, getting ahead of these disease states is so essential. Uh, to longevity and to really putting a dent in how much that disease state's going to impact you. Uh, you talked about um, uh, one of the disease elements earlier. Uh, you mentioned it um, when you were talking about polis. Uh, uh, cancer survivorship or yeah. Parkinson's. Parkinson's, yeah. Right. You were talking about Parkinson's and how people, you know, you've helped with mobility and the, their ambulatory nature on a tremendous level. And when that was taken away during the COVID period there, they, those folks were probably starting to panic. Yeah, they were. And, and uh, you know, COVID, COVID was really difficult for, you know, so many people, so many organizations, you know, young people that are dealing with anxiety and, you know, um, mental health, you know, issues. And, you know, our YMCA, we took it on a chin. You know, we lost we lost a great percentage of our members. And mm-hmm. and so many of those members needed the YMCA for their yeah. daily livelihood. But we're back. You know, we're back stronger than ever. Yeah, we and and uh, we're going to we're going to remain focused on on really meeting uh, the, the growing needs in this community. So when somebody comes over to join the Y, first of all, how, how do they do it? 
you know. Yeah, they can come in, you know, it's that pre-contemplation, you know, they're yep. sitting in a parking lot, do I do it, do I do it? <laughs> Maybe I'll wait till I get in better shape before I come to the Y. Well, that's ridiculous, come to the Y. And, um, you know, we are for all people. And, um, you know, our, our mission statement, to put Christian principles into practice through programs that build healthy spirit, mind, and body for all. And those are the most two important words of that mission statement. We're not an organ, we're not a Christian organization made up of Christians. We're, we're a Christian based organization made up, made up of Christian principles, much different. So mm-hmm. we're for all. And, um, people can come into a local YMCA. They'll, um, sit down and talk to one of our consultants, find out what their needs are. And if we can meet their needs, um, chances are 10 times out of 10, the answer is yes. And then, um, we'll get them, we'll get them signed up and we'll get them connected, um, based on what their needs are. If it's health and wellness, uh, we'll get them connected with one of our trainers, get them through an orientation, find out what their specific needs are and work with them. We don't, we don't want to just get them in and throw them to the wolves and then, and then guess what? Right. Like most Americans, we, They're you know, out. it's that January 1st, this is the year. And by April, we're, you know, we're, we're back at, you know, sitting on our couch eating, eating Cheetos. And so <laughs> we know that people need accountability. And that's where we've really done a good job with our, with our staff and, you know, really educating and training them on how do we meet the members where they're at, not where we think they're at, but where they're at by listening and engaging them and then, and then walking with them step by step. So everybody, new, new consultations for everybody that comes through your door. If they want them, uh, there's a lot of people that join online and, mm-hmm. you know, we have systems in place to get them connected. We, we you know, our, our, my biggest fear is somebody joins the Y, which is great. And every person that joins the Y is important to us. Um, my biggest fear are the ones that join are the ones that are most at risk of leaving us okay. because it's that start, stop, start, stop. We all have done it. Probably we've yeah, all, sure. we've all seen people do it. Um, we have members that are 30, 40, 50 year members of the Y. They're never going to leave us because they got hooked and they came in as casual members, but then they got connected and now they're committed yeah. and they're donors, they're volunteers for us. They would, they are our biggest um, evangelists in the, in the community. It's the ones that finally decided to, to walk through those front doors. Yeah. So how do we engage with them? How do we meet them where they're at and make sure that a year from now they can look back and say, wow, look at the differences I made. Maybe not physically, maybe emotionally, maybe spiritually. The YMCA, you know, again, the, the, the triangle that was in the early 1900s, spirit, mind, and body. We coined that. And we're not just about physical fitness. It's about spiritual and emotional as well. And that stickiness comes with that relationship building right on the front end. The YMCA is all about relationships. Love it. Boyd Williams, president and CEO of the YMCA, is hanging out with us. we got one more quarter. Stick around. One critical fact that needs to be established is that your injuries were caused by the accident incident you were involved in. For your case to have merit, it must be made clear that had you not been in the crash in the first place, you wouldn't have been hurt. This is one of the most important steps in the entire process, and leaving it to anyone but an expert is a serious mistake. Ramos Law, doctor, lawyer, partner, combining medical and legal knowledge for better outcomes for you. All right, we're in the fourth quarter here with True North. I'm your host, Dirk Hobbs. It is Saturday, September 23rd. Glad you're with us. First day of fall, amazing Southern Colorado morning. Hanging out with Boyd Williams, president and CEO of the YMCA of the Pikes Peak region. And let me tell you, this guy lives and walks his mission. Uh, very fit gentleman here, an avid golfer. Uh, I see this scar on your right arm here. Uh, not to give away any uh, handicaps uh, as it relates to somebody taking advantage of you on the golf course. Uh, what, what happened here? Well, it just gives me another excuse, you know, another <laughs> another arrow in that quiver of excuses. Yes. Uh, no, I, I ruptured a tricep tendon and then unfortunately got a staph infection and, and it dealt with it, you know, five okay. surgeries later. But, uh, uh, you know, hey, 
It's just a temporary setback. You're right? healed. Yeah. Well, you're our cover guy for North Magazine. If you're not familiar with the publication, you can go get it for free. I'll put it in your mailbox every other month, and you get to know some of the most influential and interesting people in the region. And uh, you can do it by going out to our website, coloradomediagroup.com forward slash subscribe. It is free. I do not charge you. Uh, go out there and get yourself an addition. I'll send, send it to you through email if you prefer uh, on our digital edition. We'll save some trees as well. Uh, we launched the Southern Colorado Business Forum and Digest to about 50,000 business owners from Castle Rock to Trinidad, Canyon City to Kansas. We are in the business of showcasing our amazing economic climate here in Southern Colorado and some of the economic sectors that have built uh, our region and continue to employ the good people here in Southern Colorado. We're going to showcase Southern Colorado to the world. And, uh, you know, with Spacecom firmly planted here in Southern Colorado, in Colorado Springs, uh, you know, all these great companies are popping up, cybersecurity companies, aerospace and defense companies. It is time to do business in Southern Colorado, and we're going to let the nation know and the world know just how amazing we are. So you can pick up a copy of the digest uh, for the first 90 days. I'll give it to you for free and uh, just shoot me an email info at Colorado media group.com. Say I want the digest, please. And uh, we will make sure it is a very substantive digest, by the way, it's 60 pages of business news, economic development, uh, workforce opportunities, business mergers, acquisitions, economy, you name it. We're talking about it. But back to business here at North, uh, True North. And uh, like I said, we're hanging out with Boyd Williams. Uh, you uh, have some amazing events that you guys put on each year. And I know you're celebrating a very special member of our community this year. Uh, let's start with the golf. Let's start with some of that fun stuff. I mean, you had a huge tournament this year, 250 golfers uh, up at the Flying Horse Courses. Uh, what does that do? What does an event like that do for the Y? Yeah, you know it's so, so important. Thanks for thanks for mentioning it, Dirk. Um, you know we do a lot of lot of uh, work with um, our military men and women um, throughout the region mm-hmm. uh, and their families. Um, we have a um, affiliate Armed Services YMCA, which is our Southeast YMCA. So we have a DOD contract and uh, where we um, uh, offer programs that are similar to what um, men and women in uniform would get at Fort Carson, but they live off post. And, you know, I, I was in the Army for three years. I know once you leave post, you're not going back on. That's right. And, um, you know, with 85, 90% that live off post, we want to make sure that they're uh, provided opportunities um, that they would have normally gotten at the Resiliency Center or other locations on post. So um, we, we do a lot of work with military men and women and, um, and their families. And so we raise money, and, and one way we do it is through um, our golf tournament, Stars and Stripes. And uh, that affords us the opportunity to give back to the community. Uh, we're part of the Empty Stocking Fund. Yep. So 100% of those proceeds that we receive uh, from the generous community that raises over a million dollars every you know holiday season, um, that 100% goes into our military programming. And then I'm the only YMCA uh, individual in the country that serves on the Armed Services YMCA Board of Directors um, out of uh, Washington, D.C. Very nice. And uh, they were started in um, 1851 when Abraham Lincoln asked uh, the YMCA to um, recruit volunteers to serve coffee on the front lines for both the Union and Confederate um, men. Yep. And that's how it was started. And now the Armed Services YMCA has locations across the globe, uh, and I serve on a, uh, on the board, which is amazing because it's retired four stars and three stars admirals and generals and, yep. and really high echelon people. And, and knowing what they do for that military, normally E5 and below, um, uh, man or woman, um, often struggling, especially if they have families and they're deployed uh, their loved ones are back home. So the Armed Services YMCA allows that opportunity to serve them. And we do it as an affiliate branch here 
in Colorado Springs. Um, so uh, the Stars and Stripes allows us uh, that opportunity to serve and continue to serve the men and women in uniform. That's terrific. And I also know October 19th up at Boot Barn <laughs> Hall, you got a very special event. What's yeah, we're on? excited. You know, J.W. Roth does and his team does such a great job at Boot Barn. This will be our third year at Boot Barn. Um, and we are recognizing um, one of our community's greatest volunteers, C.J. Moore. Um, C.J. was on our board for nine plus years and then termed off after her term limits. But she's been on and still serves on so many boards. Everybody knows CJ. Mm-hmm. And so she, yeah, is, they do. <laughs> she is going to be the recipient of our prestigious J.H. Woodgate Award, um, which we um, we offer and, and recognize the top volunteer of the year. Uh, very prestigious, follows a great line of individuals and volunteers. And so we're so excited to uh, recognize and honor CJ. Um, it's going to be a great night. We have the Sofa Killers that are playing. Fun so it's not your typical, you know, black tie, sit down, rubber chicken meal. Uh, <laughs> it's it's more country western style. Yep. Uh, we have dancing. You know, I'll, I'll be wearing jeans, my belt buckle, and and my new cowboy hat. You got a Stetson? I, uh, <laughs> I, I do have. Actually, I bought a new Stetson. Attaboy. Um, and uh, it's just a great time. But more importantly, it really allows us to celebrate. Um, you know, what we've done over the last year and then really honor one of our greatest volunteers. This year happens to be CJ, which is just a, a great testament of the work that she's done. Well, CJ has been a great friend of this community. She's led lots of organizations, nonprofits and profits alike. And, and you're right. She is a one of our jewels in this community. And the only thing I have to say to you, CJ, is when we meet you in Auburn, Alabama, because she's an <laughs> Auburn Tiger and uh, she likes War Eagle. And uh, we're, we're going to meet the folks in Auburn this year. But I think Ole Miss might take another one away from you so but love it you get the jh woodgate award and that's a better trophy anyway so uh glad to hear that that is going on what's the economic impact of the ymca void i mean you guys have a lot of bricks and mortar around town but in you know all that membership the you have a huge workforce a volunteer and otherwise Sum up the economic equation of the YMCA in this region. Yeah, we employ, um, you know, we we ramp it up in the summertime with all of our pools. We operate about 24 different bodies of water throughout the region, Mm -hmm. indoor and outdoor pools. And um, with our day camps and resident camp, we have Camp Shady Brook, just celebrated 75 years up in Deckers, Colorado. Um, We are sold out this year with a thousand young people on a waiting list. Think about that, Uh that wanted overnight camp. Um, But we have about 1,200 staff. And um, the economic impact, our budget this year was right around $28 million. Okay. Um, we took a hit, you know, from, uh, you know, 2020, 2019, 2020. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were 32 going into 2020. So we're, we're making our way back. Um, statistically, we're about the 60th, 60th largest uh, YMCA association based on budget um, in the uh, country, mm-hmm. largest in the state. So, uh, you know, our friends to the north, uh, I like to, yeah. to say that uh, in oak, a little tongue-in-cheek. <laughs> uh, but, again, it's not really about the dollars. You know, yeah. I'm not here to brag about the dollars. What it is is about the impact that we're having on the community. And every one of those dollars allows us to give back um, through programs and activities. Absolutely. Well, and I love your facility up in Estes Park. Uh, it's one of the most beautiful places. Uh, fa- some family friends of, of ours, and uh, we take our whole families up there, disappear for a week, and just recharge. Yeah, the Wyoming City Rockies, um, yep. they are, they're uh, uh, like a sister um, organization of ours, mm-hmm. um, but they're the largest uh, conference center and YMCA camp in, in the country. They're huge, yeah. and they do such a great job. But ours, you know, in Deckers, uh, it's, it's amazing. We have year-round programs. Uh, so many of the elementary um, schools come out um, for education, outdoor education. Um, we have weddings, bar mitzvahs, you name it, uh, in the off season. And then our, our summer day camp or our summer resident camp program is like no other up there. All right. Listeners, ymca.org. 
Uh, Boyd, I'm going to give you a two-minute stretch here to give your best pitch for the YMCA. Yeah, you know, I would just say give us a chance. Um, you know, if you if you care about this local community, um, you know, I'm one that likes to shop local. If I see a restaurant and it's local, I'll, I'll go there before a national chain. Um, that's how the YMCA is. Every dollar that goes into our organization stays right here in this community. and goes right back into programs, activities, employing young people, employing uh, individuals that are going to give back to this community through programs and services. Um, we're always hiring. We're always looking for good people. Um, we're looking for new members. Um, we, uh, we, we, we just got so many great things that we offer. People just need to come out and see it. And they can go to ppymca.org, ppymca.org, and they can uh, um, look to join. They can call. Um, they can uh, reach out to me. They can, uh, you know, you, you can't drive 10 or 15 minutes in this community without bumping into YMCA. So uh, if, if they want to join, they want to get healthy, they want to just come out and socialize, meet new people, yep. kids, programming, you name it, um, the YMCA is the place for them. It's a wellness culture out there, ladies and gentlemen, and we are in the business of keeping you out of the health systems. Uh, if you need them, obviously go there. We have some amazing health care providers. But if we can prolong or delay, I should say, uh, our need for those facilities, the YMCA is a great place to do it. Boyd Williams, president and CEO of the YMCA of the Pikes Peak region. It was a pleasure talking to you this morning. This is amazing. I am so proud of you oh. uh, and you know True North and, and everything you've done over the last two years. Um, boy, I, I hope your listeners become readers because your magazine, now your business segment, um, it's, it's really top notch. So Great congratulations to you and your team. Much appreciated, my friend. You can probably catch Boyd out there and about, uh, but definitely take a look at that October 19th. Uh, celebration that they're having for C.J. Moore. What a special, special honor. And uh, again, ppymca.org. It's time to join. Stay healthy. And if I need to tell you what our outbound song is today, then I'm really surprised at you listeners because it's kind of obvious. I'm going to leave you just with that, and I think you'll recognize the song right away. Have a great weekend, everybody. Listening to True North with your host, Dirk Hobbs. Saturday mornings at 8 on AM 1460 and FM 101.1. The answer. Three star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to, he understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.